0: this time last year, after much prayer, study, and collaboration, our elders and leadership team cast the vision for 2022. The vision included five key focus areas that mapped the course of events for the year. Increased community, a focus on kids and youth, fostering unity and reconciliation, clarifying our values, and living missionally. As we look back at the progress made over the past 12 months in each of these areas, we can see that God has given us much to celebrate. This past winter and throughout the year, our Connect at Crossroads experiences connected people with Jesus, other members of the Crossroads family, and their God-given purpose. We also launched a series of calling nights to check in with Crossroads members to offer prayer and encouragement. On the west side of Evansville, Crossroads West Campus became an independent congregation and Renew Christian Church was launched. Crossroads volunteers were mobilized to serve those impacted by tornadoes here in Indiana and in Kentucky. Our Love Your Neighbors sermon series helped us identify barriers we might encounter in loving those who are different than us. We hosted a unity concert that brought together congregations from across the tri-state Together, we lifted the name of Jesus and celebrated the beautiful diversity of God's kingdom. In the spring of 2022, we celebrated Easter and the resurrection of our Lord. Our Gen We sermon series taught us how God has designed the church and family to work together to disciple the next generation. The youth of Crossroads went to Hope Place in Louisville, Kentucky to serve the families of immigrants and refugees living in that area. The Love Our City initiative kicked off in May, with subsequent events happening in summer and fall. Through these events, we were able to tangibly demonstrate God's love to our neighbors across the city. In the summer, we had camp activities for our kids and youth, ages preschool all the way through high school, that provided several opportunities to grow in living and loving like Jesus. Our Q&A sermon series helped us see what God's Word says about challenging and relevant topics that we face in the world today. Our Real Love sermon series taught us what living and loving Jesus looks like in today's media-saturated world and culminated in a week-long Love Our City event, followed by an evening of worship in the park as we celebrated all that God accomplished. Crossroads Kids hosted a back-to-school bash for families of preschool and elementary-age kids that was part of a series of similar events that took place throughout the year. This fall, our ministry to men was reinvigorated with the inaugural Session of Better Man, an 11-week teaching series focused on helping all men better serve God, their families, and their community. Over 120 men joined us in morning and evening Better Man sessions. Our Mother's Morning Out program also grew, meeting a vital need for our community. As parents in our area have a place to bring their young children, who are in turn given a chance to make new friends and learn more about Jesus. Along with our support groups, small groups, and groups for women and men, a weekly young adult group was launched. The impact of our local and global partnerships grew as well, and several new leadership teams were formed. Partnership update lunches throughout the year increased awareness of local and global engagement. One of our global partners, Mustard Seed Christian Church in Kyoto, Japan, celebrated a significant new phase in their ministry. Kyoto is the second of six Mustard Seed Network church plants to ordain their own elders. God has done all of this and more within our church over the past 12 months. This year has been one of growth and encouragement for Crossroads Christian Church. We've seen people come to faith in Christ, connect in community, and find their calling to serve. We thank God for all he has done, and we thank you for being a part of this family of Christ followers as we go out into all of the world to live and love like Jesus.
1: Once again, welcome to Vision Sunday. Thanks for joining us today. I'm really excited for us to take this moment just to look back and see how God has been at work in the life of his church, and also to take a look toward the future and see where God is leading us in the next 12 months. I hope that as you've been a part of this church over the past 12 months, maybe you have not just noticed, but maybe even experienced the things that we shared with you over a year ago, the focuses for 2022, that we wanted to really work toward increasing community. We wanted to put a focus on kids and youth. We wanted to think about our values in clarify them and let them guide more of our activity we also wanted to continue to think about how we can be part of bringing reconciliation and, and unity in this community and also we wanted to figure out how we can continue to learn how to live missionally and we give glory for God to God for anything that he's been up to in the past 12 months and we're asking him to continue to lead us as we kind of turn the corner on this year and begin headed toward next year We want to begin today just uh, reminding all of ourselves that as the collection of God's people, the church, we have a clear mission. And that mission actually came straight from Jesus' mouth when he said these words in Matthew 28. Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And he followed that up with a great promise. He says, I'll be with you until the end of the age. This is the mission that God has given his church, the collection of his people. And we, as part of that collection, try to align ourselves around that mission. We want to help God accomplish what God's will is here on earth As it is in heaven the fulfillment of this mission actually returns all things back to their intended state being reconciled with God is what happens when that mission is complete not just for all creation but specifically for humanity itself this mission we have to realize is a rescue effort because sin continues to wreak havoc in the world around us and just destroying lives in its wake and so we're in a battle These are marching orders for people who make up God's kingdom to go into all the world, to preach the gospel through our actions as well as our words, to shine the light of Christ in a very dark world, to teach the truth of God's word in ways that people can understand God's heart as well as his will and plan for their life, to extend God's reign in the hearts and lives of people as his kingdom comes from heaven to earth. And all this is only possible through the power of the Holy Spirit. God has given us here at Crossroads a a clear picture of how we can contribute to the fulfillment of this mission. It's a vision that really brings clarity to why we exist and also direction to everything that we do. Our vision here at Crossroads is this. We want to help people live and love like Jesus. This vision that God has given to us is really not centered on new building projects or a bunch of new programming or even a bunch of experiences that we can all gather for. But rather, it's focused on the transformation that happens in the lives of people who discover that Jesus is truly the only the way, the only truth and the only way to find true life. And those people make a deliberate decision by the power of the Holy Spirit to focus their lives on living and loving like Jesus again by the power of the Holy spirit. And when that happens, guess what happens? Well, this is what happens. People come to faith in Jesus. Their lives are renewed. They're restored. They're recreated. They're transformed. Faith comes alive in those type of people's hearts because we begin to experience God's power at work in us as we learn and we grow and depend on him. Marriages, are strengthened and families become healthy because they're whole. We're surrendered to God and to each other. The workplaces that we go to Monday through Friday are filled with people who see their work as sacred. We're not just there for a paycheck, we're there to work hard and do our work well, but also to love deeply because we've been called to that. Our neighborhoods are become welcoming places that are mutually beneficial because people are looking out for not just their own needs, but also the needs of those around them. And those needs of the vulnerable and hopeless, helpless in our community and in our world, well, they don't go unnoticed because we begin to see the world the way that Jesus does. Orphans are welcomed into loving and safe homes. The homeless, the hungry and the hurting are served and they're strengthened. Every person that we lock eyes with feels seen and loved and valued because this isn't just something we talk about. It's actually something that we're living and loving as it plays out in our life like Jesus. This vision to help people live and love like Jesus, it, it might feel a little ambiguous to some. Like, well, what does it really look like to live and to love like Jesus? Well, if you study the life of Jesus in the Gospels, you'll see some very deliberate things that are true about the way Jesus lived and loved. You'll see that he had a deep, intimate relationship with his father, God. You'll see that Jesus invested himself in meaningful relationships everywhere that he went. And you'll also see that he lived his life on mission, with purpose, every single day. When we look at the life of Jesus, we see those things and we kind of group them into three expressions. We say here at Crossroads, to live and love like Jesus is about being with God, it's about being with others, it's about being sent. In just a few minutes, we're gonna spend a little bit more time on each of those, but about a little over a year ago, we created a resource to help all of us grow in this living and loving like Jesus. We called it the Roadmap. And I'll just be honest up front that the roadmap yet hasn't kind of reached its full potential. We still realize that it's not as effective as a tool as we hoped it would be. Yet we're continuing to make tweaks to the roadmap to help all of us truly understand what it looks like to be with God what it looks like to be with others, what it looks like to be sent, and not just to provide a description, but to provide helpful resources for all of us to move in all three of those expressions of living and loving like Jesus. If you've never explored the roadmap, I'd encourage you to do that. You can simply find the roadmap at cccgo.com forward slash roadmap. A few weeks ago, I got a new cell phone and this cell phone is not the newest or latest, but it does have a couple new features that my old phone doesn't have. And so as I was kind of tinkering around with those, I found a setting in the video function of the phone. And if you click on this function called cinematic, what happens is you can put a square around something that you want to have video of. And if you lock that in in this little square, everything else around it becomes blurry, except that one image. It's pretty fascinating. I've kind of played with it around the house and you know, kind of occupied this little ADD uh, brain for a while. But I thought about the comparison of what that cinematic function does to really the vision that we wanna share with you today. As we think about living and loving like Jesus, so we think about being with God, being with others, being sent. As we were together as a leadership team, our elders, our executive team, and many of our staff back in August, We just felt this really strong impression from the Holy Spirit to laser focus in on one word for the coming year. I think if you were to describe the five things we focused on on 2022, we'd all agree that they're good things and that we should continue to do those, and we will. But there wasn't really a thread that kind of tied them all together, and it kind of felt a little like random. We didn't want that to happen again in 2023. I tell my wife all the time, I'm not dumb, just slow. And so we're trying to make some improvement. And so in 2023, we want to focus on one thing, one word that I hope all of us would begin to learn today and really it would define the year that's coming in 2023. And that one word is this. It's the word abide. Now it's a biblical word. It actually comes from a Greek word, minnow. And that Greek word is translated in several different words. Abide is one of those. I think the English Standard Version uses the word abide quite a bit. The New International Version uses the word remain. But other words used that are for the same word is like to make a home with, to dwell with. I wanna be upfront that this word abide is not a passive word, like just kinda of snuggle up to Jesus and have a good year. That's not the, the picture that I want you to get beginning today. This word abide comes from one of Jesus' teachings that's recorded in the Gospel of John. In fact, chapters 13 all the way through 17 of, of John record these last moments that Jesus spent with his disciples here on earth. He washes their feet and then he tells them to go and do likewise. He tells them that he's going to bring the Holy Spirit when he goes back to heaven. He's going to send the Holy Spirit to them. and He talks about the benefits of the Holy Spirit being in our life. And then he goes into this discourse that's recorded in John 15, where he starts to describe the relationship that he has with his father, the relationship that he's had with them, his disciples, as well as their marching orders. And it's in that context that we see this word abide or remain. I'm not going to read it all to you today, but look at some of the phrases that Jesus uses in John 15. They're on the screen here. Jesus says this. Check out verse 4. He says, remain in me, abide in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Jesus says, I am the vine and you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. He says, if you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. And such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Check out the next slide, there's a couple other phrases. Jesus says this, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. He says, if you you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Look at the last part of this, verse 17. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you so that you may go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love one another. We see in just this short discourse by Jesus, this personification of what it looks like to abide, to remain connected to God in a deep way, to have deep intentional relationships with each other, and also to be actively engaged in the mission that Jesus would send out All of his disciples not just then but also now as well so in 2023 we want to learn what it means to abide we'll have some teaching series we'll have many opportunities to unpack but also to lean in to what it looks like to abide by being with God by being with others and by being sent And so today, we just want to take a few moments to unpack what you could expect under each of those movements in the coming year. And I'm going to invite members of our executive team to help flesh that out. So would you welcome right now, Ryan King, who's going to unpack what it might look
2: like to abide by being with God. Thanks, Phil. When you hear the scripture, when you read it, when you meditate on it, I mean, the thing that comes to my mind, it stands out clear as day is that to do all this, we have to remain connected. We have to stay connected to the vine. We have to have a vibrant, organic relationship with our Father. There has to be energy. There has to be movement in that relationship. And our relationship with our Father, it cannot be connected through someone else. There has to be this one-to-one connection with our Father. There can't be distance between God and us. Oftentimes there is, but any distance that's between our Father and us is too much. We can't afford it. When we look at our own life, we realize that we can't afford it because every time that there's distance, it means that we're not living the kind of life that God intended, a flourishing life that's ultimately gonna bring heaven down to earth like we just sang about. So that's what we want, which we've been dreaming up in 2023, how do we be with God? How do we stay connected to him? There've been two things that have continued to rise to the top, and they're probably not surprises to you, but we wanna enjoy God's presence, number one, through his word, and we wanna enjoy God's presence through prayer. When we think about the ways that we stay connected to him, how do we know what God is like? How do we know what he's done? How do we enjoy his presence? We read God's word faithfully and we enjoy his presence through talking to him and being close to him. Now, when I think about a room this size, we realize that there are probably a lot of us that fall in different areas. Some in areas we're strong in, some that we're weak in. There's what I like to call a spectrum of connectedness when we think about our connectedness and intimacy with our Father. And so you may uh, be in the, in the boat where you don't really know where to start when it comes to reading God's word in prayer. You're somewhat intimidated. You hear that the, God's word is one continuous story that points to Jesus, but that's never been real for you. And so this year, we want it to be true that 500 of us, 600 of us, I mean, hopefully all of us, that we can say, no, I do know where, I do know where to start in God's word. I know how to read it. I know God's heart behind that. I can see the story and I can see my place in it. That's one of the things that we wanna see in 2023. Others of us may say, no, I know how to read God's word. I see the story, but I just need some structure because I'm inconsistent. I get to experience God's transforming work through intimacy with him, through God's word and prayer, but it's few and far between. I think, that's, I think all of us at times can, can realize that that may be part of our story, and so we wanna close those gaps. We want our, our faithful intimacy with our Father to be an every single day thing. So this next year, whether it's 500 of us, 600 of us, hopefully you get the sense of the magnitude, we really want everyone here at Crossroads to be connected r- regularly through prayer practices, regular prayer practices, through some, uh, some intentional Bible reading plans they are gonna be connected to this be with God, be with others, be sent and some of the sermon series so that we're not just doing this alone, something that Allison's gonna talk about in a little bit. We wanna see all of us making progress, taking the next step when it comes to this. And some of us may say, no, I know how to read God's word. I have a regular plan and routine, but it's just a routine. There needs to be a freshness in it. We're dying on the vine, so to speak. And we need to find a new and fresh way to be able to experience God and the intimate relationship we can have through him through God's word and through prayer. And so a lot of times that happens in community, but other times it, we're, gonna, and we're gonna provide some different resources and experience to help us tease out exactly what that looks like because for each of us, starting with one, two, up to all of us, we wanna see progress and movement. Remember, we don't wanna have distance between our Father's heart and ours. Now again, none of these are super special. We may not think of them, but man, they are the, they are the engines that allow a healthy life, a healthy church to ultimately flourish. Now, these things don't necessarily happen in a vacuum. Yes, I need that for myself in my daily quiet times with my father, but it also happens in groups and intentional community. And to hear a little bit more about how that works, I'm gonna invite Aslan up to talk about abiding by being with God.
3: Thanks, Ryan. As we consider how we can abide by being with others in the coming year, I just wanna point out a few observations from that John 15 passage that Phil shared earlier. First of all, note that Jesus was talking to his disciples. These were the 12 guys who had spent the last three years um, in close community with both Jesus and one another. They would traveled together, they talked together, they had grown together, all in close-knit community. So I think as they're hearing about abiding with Jesus, it was no stretch for them to imagine that there were other people that would be gathered around them as part of that process. Secondly, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Note that the word branches is plural. There's one vine, Jesus, but there's many branches. And each branch abides alongside other branches. So to me, the application is clear. As we're growing and living and loving like Jesus, we need one another. We need one another as we learn about the gardener, God. We need one another as we learn about the true vine, Jesus, to whom we're to stay connected. We need one another, especially through that pruning process that Jesus talks about, as we discern what in the world is God doing in our lives. And we need one another to be fruitful, to fulfill his mission by discovering our God-given gifts. So I think John 15 clearly demonstrates that there's more to abiding than just the vertical component of Jesus and me. There's a really um, important and compelling horizontal component that includes the people around us. So for that reason, we wanna help people abide in 2023 by engaging in intentional relationships beyond these weekend worship services. So what are those intentional relationships? What do they look like? Well, for one, perhaps most importantly, they're spiritually focused. We're gonna be talking about how we're growing and abiding with Jesus. They're honest and authentic. They're always moving toward appropriate levels of vulnerability and transparency. They're mutually beneficial. They're missional. And can we be honest? they're sometimes messy, they're often messy, because relationships involve people, and as we all know from our own lives and our own experiences, people are messy. So on that note, you may ask, why bother? Why would I even want to step into intentional relationships in the coming of year? And I think our roadmap actually answers that really well. If you go to the being with others portion of the roadmap, one of the taglines that you'll see is that transformation happens best in community. Our goal as followers of Jesus is to grow and mature, to continually be formed more and more into the likeness of Jesus. And we believe that that happens best within the context of community. You're probably familiar with Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, which says this, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And sometimes that sharpening happens intentionally as we challenge one another and as we hold one another accountable to the truths of God's word. But just as often, I think that sharpening happens unintentionally, as we kind of rub up against thoughts, opinions, personalities that differ from our own. So intentional relationships aren't perfect. Um, They most certainly are not always easy, but they are worth it. And so our prayer for you, our church family, is that you would choose to abide alongside others in the coming year for the sake of your own spiritual growth and transformation but maybe equally important for the sake of the growth and transformation of the people around you. So to wrap up, what might those intentional relationships look like? Well, Let me first say that they probably will look different for each of us, depending on our stage of life, our circumstances, even our unique God-given wirings. One option would be for you to engage in a group here at Crossroads. You may know that we have groups of all different kinds. We've got groups for kids and youth and young adults, for men and women, we've got co-ed small groups, we have support groups. These groups are varying sizes. They meet at varying times and locations throughout the week. And if you want to learn more about our current group opportunities, you can go to our website to do that. Another option for engaging in intentional relationships in the coming year would be just to invite a few friends, maybe two or three, to walk alongside you. You choose where you meet, how often you meet. And you might have to get creative I'm thinking about a group of moms I know who, who just started meeting recently, later in the evening after their kids are in bed, because that's the time that they could make work. But they are growing in abiding alongside one another. The most important thing is that you find who your few people are, and I would encourage you to even begin praying about that today. Who are those people who can walk alongside you as you learn to abide? Now, regardless of what your intentional um, relationships and community end up looking like, know that we wanna resource you. We wanna come alongside you to help those relationships deepen and be even more purposeful. We wanna help you sharpen your spiritual focus to grow in honesty and authenticity and to discover and live out your God-given purpose. So to tell us a little bit more about how we can abide um, by being sent, I wanna invite Mark Wyden to come.
4: All right, thank you, Aslan. Well, it has been a good morning already, and we want to just continue talking about this ongoing abiding and transformation. And so in 2023, we want to also then, we want to help people be sent by finding their shape. Or to say it another way, we want to help people flourish in being sent by finding their right fit for whom God has designed each of us to be. So just like our unique fingerprints or our unique DNA, God has uniquely designed and gifted each of us to serve others according to our shape. So let's describe what we mean by shape. It's a combination of five things. First, spiritual gifts. So when we surrender to Jesus and make him our greatest allegiance, he gives us gifts. The New Testament mentions about 20 or so of them. And through the shape discovery process, we'll be able to better understand the gifts that God has given us. And so then secondly, heart. Those interests, those ambitions, those passions, those dreams, those those things that keep us up at night because we're thinking about them. That's things that revolve around our heart. Our abilities. So what natural abilities or talents has God given you? What skills have you acquired? Maybe you work well with your hands or you work well with people. Or maybe you love to be creative or you just love being a problem solver. Next is personality. How has God wired you? Some of us are more introverted. People kind of drain us or others are extroverted. People give us life. Or some are very self-controlled and others are way more self-expressive. Some of us love routine and others love spontaneity. But isn't it great when God brings some of these kind of opposites together as friends or as teammates in some context or even then in marriage? And so then together, then we can sharpen each other and complement each other in beautiful ways. Then lastly, experiences. You know, it's super helpful to kind of like pause and to identify our major life experiences. Whether that's, you know, those experiences are from our family or the community we grew up in or the context we grew up in, our vocation or hobbies. But it's also good to kind of consider how how God wants to use our past, both the positive events from our past, as well as some of the painful events from our past because he wants them to grow us to be able so that all those dimensions can be useful to be a blessing to others and to bring glory to God. So all these aspects compose a just beautiful mosaic or this masterpiece that each of us are because of by God's design. So in 2023, we're going to be offering opportunities for us as the body to more deeply discover how all these aspects affect our shape and create and design our shape and how we're formed. Then we can then more confidently live out God's mission in all that we are. So whether that is with our classmates at school or our work colleagues, whether that's with our next door neighbors, or whether it's people that we might, must have, might have to intentionally go be in proximity with, whether that's people across town or people across the world. Or also, to, also the serving here within crossroads for the, all the people that gather here. How can we best use the, our shape to be a blessing to all those that gather? So we'll be offering a handful of pilot shape experiences, discovery experiences, the first quarter of 2023, and then around April, then we're going to more fully launch this whole discovery experience regarding shape. So we're hoping, looking to have two, three, four hundred people from high schoolers on through adults come to more confident places of their shape, and then how they can then be more greatly released to be a blessing to others and to help others and live more abundantly in who Jesus is. So we are, as we conclude now, as I conclude now, just as consider that John 15 passage, when Jesus spoke very clearly to those that are with him and also very clearly to us, when he said this, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you might go and bear fruit fruit that will last so as we discover God's shape in our lives it will be exciting to see in the years to come how we can then can thrive in those new dimensions of being sent in bearing fruit fruit that lasts phil
1: In 2023, we want to learn how to abide. We want to do that by being with God, by being with others and by being sent. And we think the ultimate reality of that would be that we'd be living and loving a lot more like Jesus as a result. Uh, as these uh, thoughts were coming together back in August at our leadership retreat, I uh, went out for a run just uh, the next week and a lot of times on my morning run I run into uh, people in my neighborhood and it wasn't uh, accidental and it certainly wasn't unusual for me to run into Allen and Maryland well, like the Monday after that retreat. And because all this was kind of stirring in my heart and mind, I just decided I was going to try out this vision on some of uh, my friends in the neighborhood. And so as I approached Alan and Marilyn that morning, I said, hey, were your ears burning over the weekend? And they're like, no, why were you talking bad about us? And I said, well, not bad, but I want to tell you why I was talking about you. I said, for the past couple of days, we've been praying about what God's going to do in the next year at Crossroads. And we want to help people flourish by abiding in Jesus. And when I think of somebody that I wanna see flourish, I think of you, Alan and Marilyn. And without hesitation, Marilyn came toward me and just gave me this huge, huge hug with both of her arms around me. That was her immediate response to hearing about her life flourishing and, and maybe what it would look like for her to abide. I want those that I love the dearest here on earth to know how to abide so their their life will flourish. I want those around me to flourish by abiding. I want those I haven't even met yet to flourish by learning how to abide. I want that for my life, I want that for your life. And I hope that you'll join join us on this journey of learning how to abide, and as a result, our lives will flourish as we live and love a lot more like Jesus. You know, part of any journey is not just knowing where you're going, but actually knowing where you're starting from. And so today, right here in this moment, we just want to take a little bit of assessment, individually and collectively, about where we are as we begin this journey toward abiding in 2023. And so we actually have dedicated the next five minutes to just all of us participating in a little bit of an assessment that help us kind of have a starting point as we begin and start making those final plans for 2023. And so if you will do us a huge favor, we would like you to complete a five-minute, it'll take you less than five-minute assessment that you can do either digitally or you can do it in the hard copy provided for you in the seat back in front of you. If you'd like to do this electronically, all you have to do is hit this QR code or you can text the word abide to 812-858-8668 and it'll take you to a a brief little survey it's all multiple choice there's nothing that you have to uh, have a long answer response for or if you want to use the hard copy you can use the pen in the pew you can fill this out and then at the end of our worship gathering you can give that to the ushers as you leave